0: laying in bed the other day. Yeah. Okay. I got a, I got a fully loaded wad of tissues in this hand just dripping with cum. Right. Bottle of, bottle of lotion next to me, right next to my bed. The phone's still moaning on the pillow next to yeah. me. Mm-hmm. To- should feel totally satisfied, right? Should feel great about myself. Yeah. But then that, that post-masturbatory shame hits me. You ever have that? Like, right when you get done jerking off, you just feel so ashamed of yourself. Happens every now and then to me.
1: No, I'm pretty satisfied. Oh, my
0: God, dude. Sometimes I just feel this, this utter shame wash over me. I don't understand what that's about. It's not all the time.
1: I guess I do once in a while whenever the missus ain't around. Yeah. And it's more like, oh, I could have saved this for her. But then again,
0: just I'm just sh- going to go ahead and finish and be just happy. Just shame, man. Just sh- I, It's got to be, like, evolutionary, right? It has to because be. like we're ingrained. Our cum is there to make babies and help people continue to exist. But right. when you waste it in the tissues, that's like all the babies. There goes a couple of kids, possibly. So maybe there's the shame chemical. I don't know, dude. I hate that though because you should feel good after you jerk off. But sometimes, fuck, I just feel terrible about myself. <laughs>
2: Welcome back to your football fantasy. Grab a drink, roll back your foreskin, and let Nuts, Big Wiz, and the Bullfrog stroke your fantasy loins.
0: Oh, welcome to the show, shitheads. It's so, so good to be here with you today. Um, I'm almost here by myself. I might as well be here by myself. I'm, instead, I'm sitting next to the worst fantasy football player I've ever known in real life. Congratulations on that award. Alan, how are you today? Oh, I was doing pretty good
1: until uh, so, got the news that Gordon was back and I have uh, Eckler on my team. Eckler's
0: so. fucking kill. You are amongst a lot of fantasy yes. players out there. So let me ask you the, the question then. Did was your draft late enough that you knew Eckler was going to be the guy? Did you draft Eckler early enough to be the stud, or was he somebody you were just taking a shot on middle rounds just in case Gordon got went out? He was more
1: of a, oh, I'd probably say like a fourth, fifth
0: round pick for me. Okay, so so you're kind of in the middle. You're you're before
1: right. I got some good players, but then I was like, you know, he's going to be playing. I feel like Gordon's going to sit out for a while.
0: Yeah, in early drafts, you know, I did a couple of early drafts where I was picking up Eckler in like the 8th and ninth round, right? Yes. That's where he probably should go with Gordon on the right. field. But then in these really late drafts, you see he was going in rounds 2 and 3, right? Yeah. So so 4 or 5, you're in between those, and I can understand why you'd be upset. In the leagues where I have him and I drafted him late, I don't. he's still going to be valuable to me. But if you drafted this guy because you thought Gordon was going to miss the year, and he was going to be a stud, and he has been a fucking stud. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's got to hurt right now, doesn't it?
1: It does a little bit, but uh, I mean, what can you do? Either, I feel like Gordon could possibly get hurt. I mean, they may be pushing him back a little too soon. He may, be, he may even
0: be playing a little bit this week, which would be a huge yes. mistake. Anthony Lynn says, hey, he's going to be the stud when he is ready to go, though. Um, we're jumping uh, ahead of the, we haven't even played the news drop yet. I, I want to welcome you officially to your football fantasy, to Studio A here. Um, how's it feel to be part of something so special? Well, it's first broadcast, so,
1: you know, it's pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, listen to a couple of your broadcasts, your podcasts. You mean every single episode, two or three times each, right? I've listened to two or three of them myself oh, Jesus! in one week, and then the wife walked in and says, what are you doing? So okay. then I had to Is turn it, it off.
0: Was she Was she so shocked because you had your dick in your hand while you were listening?
1: I think it was that, or that I had a, like, a picture of you, and like, you know what? Sure,
0: sure. Whose voice out of the three of us is the most um, alluring, arousing? Arousing. Yeah, uh, whose voice do you like the most? Obviously, I talk the most. It's my fucking show. That's true. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Wiz is last. Ooh, yeah, that's
1: appropriate. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I'd probably put him above the doc. Sure. Because, I mean...
0: You fall asleep as soon as Doc starts talking. Yeah. Okay, I get that. Uh, It's it's pretty close between you and Bullfrog. Yes. I'll take it. I have been told that I have a couple of speech impediments, but I've gotten through them in my day. I just deal with it. I whistle my asses pretty badly. One jerk at a time. One fucking jerk at a time. And then the shame. God, I hate that shame. Anyway, (laughs) listeners, don't worry. Alan's not going to stick around all show and try to dumb you down with his... Uh, his version of fantasy advice. He's here because he owes us a shot. From our, I think our very first week of daily deep throat. You're in our uh, daily second. Oh, was it the second? Because one?
1: Wiz uh, lost that first
0: one. He well, he lost his last one too. I yeah, he think. did. He's he's not very good at daily. He has never played before we started. Oh, I haven't either. Foot. But yeah. I mean, if I, I
1: feel like if I can beat Wiz, you're fine. I, mean, I guess really, that's not much of an accomplishment, right? But I mean, if you could beat Bullfrog,
0: you're doing it because he came in as a yes. daily guy. But, yes. Uh, We'll get to that in just a second. Before we do our shots, and you do take a shot with me here, I um, just, just want to talk about the news and see if you have any takes on any of these. We don't have a lot to discuss today. but
2: This week in football. Uh,
0: we know that Saquon Barkley got hurt last week. This was a big deal. Uh, high ankle sprain. It's the worst kind of ankle sprain you can get. Yeah, it's almost uh, like retirement ankle sprain. It's it bad. bad to look. It's bad. <laughs> Oh poor poor Andrew Luck, that's your team. That is right? that Man is my team. Luck? But we're we're okay. We got we got. He's gonna bring it home. That's gonna bring it home for you, right? <laughs> so Barkley's out four to eight weeks. Okay, which is a big stretch because with ankle sprains, it's really just an individual thing, right? How long until you're ready to go? It it's from guy to guy, it's different. I would guess Barkley will be back on the earlier end of that. He's very young still. Yeah, he's in very good shape. The size of those guys' legs is, yeah. is intimidating. Um, but but we'll see. So, you know, the big news on the waiver wire this week was Wayne Gallman. Everybody's going out to pick up Wayne Gallman. Clemson University graduate, or not so much a graduate, but a product of the university anyway. They've had some great teams, but not a lot of really good, successful NFL running backs. Gallman had a chance last year and did jack shit with it after Barkley went out. Just last week, I think he had two carries for four yards or something very pedestrian like that. Uh, so there's, there's some talk about, hey, is it really going to be Gauman? They're going to bring somebody else in. I say all that to mention that just today, Jay Ajayi put out a release to all 32 teams. Hey, I am fully ready to go, recovered from my ACL surgery. Uh, I know uh, before we started the show you mentioned that you saw something about there were some rumblings about New York and Ajayi. So two questions here. Uh, What do you think of Wayne Gallman? Is this somebody you tried to pick up? Do you want to roll him out there just because, hey, Barkley got a lot of work? Why wouldn't he as well? Uh, Do you think Jay Ajayi is going to play football this year? And do you think the Giants are going to try to go out and get somebody to replace Barkley for these next four to eight weeks? I feel like uh,
1: Gallman, he... It's not gonna do much. I feel like this is all going to be uh, Daniel Jones's hands. He's gonna run the ball a little bit more, but he's gonna throw the ball quite a bit. I mean, he did it against
0: the Redskins whenever Bark went out. So I mean, and he didn't shy away from tucking it down and running it either, no. which was surprising after all the, the the NFL draft news. Hey, he looks and plays just like Eli Manning. Well, he's a little he didn't bit, a little bit faster, fucking like just Eli a little bit Manning faster, a little bit more coordinated. Yeah, you know, I, I, we have Wiz and I do. We have Wayne Gallman on our dynasty roster. We we drafted him, so we've had him for a couple of years. And it was it was hard not to get really excited right out of the gates. But we might not even start him this week because I agree with you. I just don't think he's the guy. Now, do I th- do I think Jay Ajayi is the replacement? No, I think Jay Ajayi is a garbage running back. He had what three great games in Miami, and he's still yeah. riding that high yeah. train. But
1: I think I read where he had a. He's in Miami. He had twelve hundred ninety-two yards. Yes, but that was his best year. That's and because he had
0: three two-hundred-yard games. And that that, that does help. That was it. That does help. I had him on my team that year, and he helped me to a championship. I appreciate it, but I don't think he's a very good running back. No. Now he'll get a job. He he will play. I think this year,
1: but I don't. He could play for the Giants, but it's going to be a a one-year. Give me three, four weeks, and then we're gonna be. You're gonna be that. Uh, that's it.
0: Yeah, I think it's more likely. That's I think, gonna
1: spell Barkley.
0: I think it's more likely that he'll just he'll get a backup role somewhere. Team looking for depth, maybe even like a Houston that's just looking for depth because Duke Johnson's not doing it. Carlos Hyde looks okay, but yeah. uh, you know we'll see. I I'm certainly not. I, I I've seen a lot of people picking up Jay Ajayi Yeah, in season long stuff. That's not okay. Like between him and a Gallman, go get Gallman. I don't think either of them are gonna be real good. Uh, so let's keep talking about running backs. Melvin Gordon is back today, or was it yesterday with his team? Either way, he's back with his team. Anthony Lynn came out, did a press conference, said, look, he's our number one. Like, Eckler's going to take a back seat to Melvin Gordon. We just said it a minute ago. As an Eckler owner, yes. you're a little concerned. Um But uh I'm a Melvin Gordon owner, and I'm fucking <laughs> over the goddamn... You cannot understand how bad my Dynasty team's been doing without... Melvin Gordon in there. Uh, hopefully, he gets back on the field relatively quickly. Hopefully, they don't. Possibly this week? Yeah, I don't like that, though. Like, yeah. give him a little it's, bit it's of It's a little soon.
1: I mean, he yeah. just got back on, I think, Thursday. So, right. So, I mean, he at least needs, I'd feel like, a week of getting into shape, getting used to being hit,
0: and running a little bit because. Training is not the same no. as what did she say? Von Miller coming down your throat? Yes,
1: yeah, that's a very good quote.
0: God, Von <laughs> Miller coming! I bet Von Miller's got a I bet he's got a, I,
1: He's. I bet uh, he doesn't feel
0: any shame. Jesus, he does not. No, feel any I bet shame. that's all glory for him. If
1: only, especially with that
0: Super Bowl ring maybe in that hand. In my younger years, maybe in my younger years, I felt less shameful about touching mm-hmm. myself, but it is what it is. Um, last bit of news I want to mention here: Look, Albert Wilson might be back this week. I'm so fucking excited. Albert Wilson's still going to be a stud. I've been blowing this guy's name, or blowing this guy, for two years on this show. I'm so jacked. But he's with Miami. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He was with Miami last year, and he was a stud for the four games that he played before he broke his hip.
1: Yeah, but they also didn't trade away the farm and everything like they did this year.
0: That's true. That's true but they also traded away Kenny Stills who kept Albert Wilson from being even better than he was. I say go pick up Albert Wilson right fucking now and and ride his ass to glory. So that's a mistake. No shame there. No shame. It's probably it's, a mistake, but it's I've been Miami. saying it so goddamn long that I can't stop. Um all right, that's all the news we want to talk about. Let's 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 do something more fun. Shot, 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 shot. Shots, 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 shots. All right, Alan, you always one of these, uh, and I'm not going to make you take more than one. Of course, if you want to take more than one, you can. I owe the boys four from last week, and I'm going to take all four, whether you're here or not. Um, I'd rather you do them all with me, but I get that you have to go somewhere tomorrow at 2.30 in the morning because you're yep. a fucking moron. Yep, thanks for the wife on that one. Yeah, your wife is lovely. She is. Um, So let's take our one shot. Cheers. A little peppermint vodka for you. It's Christmas in your mouth. Mm. Not so good? Did you spit it out your nose? No, it did come out my nose. You don't want to spit vodka out your nose. I know you're young, but let me give you a drinking tip. Don't spit vodka out your nose. Okay? Thanks for the tip. You're welcome. Write that one down. And if you're listening at home... You should write it down as well. It's important. Look, we have uh, we have one last shot of of our world famous Blenders Pride fine Indian green whiskey for you. We're saving it for you. Wiz wants to be here to watch you take it. It's an amazing shot. We you you Wiz and I sat down one night, took a bunch of shots of whiskey, and we had a really hard time. You had a hard that, time when you got home. That that was a rough night. You puked a lot. One that I don't remember. Yeah, see, when Wiz and I get together and start taking shots, it's dangerous to be with us. He and I don't get it. He and I don't barf. And everybody else around us starts fucking throwing up all over the place. Anyway, Blender's Pride is an amazing whiskey. You're really going to enjoy it when you lose again this week and come back next week to take our uh, our last ever Blender's Pride I feel like uh, i not going to lose. I feel like Wiz is on that streak of losing. Yeah, he did, he did very poorly this past. I mean, he got beat by like 40. Yeah. I mean he's not very good. He's not very good. Um you want to take another shot with us? See if you could do better. Reclaim your man card because you Let took st- about you took about a minute and a half to recover from that.
1: I did. Uh I'm going to skip this one. I'll get you another one. Okay. Um another one tonight? Cuz I'm going to take four right now. Go ahead and get going and I'll jump in at some point.
0: <laughs> um so you know listeners, the reason I've got four shots for you guys to take this week, obviously I lost my stud of the week call. I picked Zeke last week. Um, he finished at running back 14 for whatever reason, just did not touch the ball that much. I think Tony Pollard came in, got 100 yards and a touchdown, which really fucked me over. Julio for Wiz had a big week. Deshaun Watson had a big week. Also, my can't-get-it-up. This is my second week in a row, Allen, of picking a running back as a can't-get-it-up guy, uh, and and he's finished within the top four. So I picked... CMC this week, he finished running back four, bad pick. The previous week, I picked Aaron Jones when he went off and finished two. So I lose there. John Ross for the Wizards, wide receiver 104. Josh Jacobs, you know, Bullfrog all episode last week said Jacobs was going to struggle, and he did. He ended up running back 44, so kudos to him. I've got to take a shot for our, my defense streamer. I picked Tampa Bay last week. They finished defense nine, which is good. It's a streamable yeah, yeah. number. But Disley for Wiz finished tight end seven. Jameis Winston finished quarterback four. So better streamers there. We all did okay though. Um, and lastly, and this one really hurt a knife to the chest. I picked Tampa Bay as my survivor pick. So I got my first of three strikes in our survivor pick because that goddamn rookie kicker missed a 35 <laughs> yard fucking field goal to win the game. It was so hard. But you to gotta watch. think, it's supposed to be easier. I mean, yeah. When five Bruce Arians back. takes the delay of game to back him up a little bit to make it a little a little easier for for the kicker yeah. because he thought, hey, my kicker's probably better deep. Plus,
1: the Buccaneers have had horrible, horrible luck with kickers. Horrible. I mean, it's about the time kickers. they just go sign. What was it Carrie Lloyd, Car- Carly Lloyd? That Carly, kicker. She wants to come play, right? I'd, I'd say, say let her play. I mean, she booted that ball in that. I say let that her video.
0: play. Other shots that's not going to be taken today. Hollywood Brown was Froggy's pick for the flex traffic. Not a good day. Finally struggled. Uh, they threw it to him a bunch, it just didn't happen for him. He also lost a couple of bets. We made bets last week, Alan. Bullfrog swore up and down that Matthew Stafford would be a top ten quarterback on the week. Both the Big Wiz and I said that's the garbage call. I think he finished 18 or 20, something terrible. So that was a bad bet on his part. Also made a bet with the Big Wiz here. He thought Chubb would struggle. Uh, He thought he would finish with less than 13 points in FanDuel. I took the over. I won that as well. So I won all the bets. I haven't lost a bet all fucking year. Also won the Would You Rather beat the shit out of Wiz, who I don't think Wiz has ever won a Would You Rather. But uh, those are some shots. Here, I took a second one. Let me take a third one. Then I'll go back to the vodka for the fourth one. No whiskey shots without Wiz here, though. Oh, God. I'm glad you're here. Because at least I'm not taking a bunch of shots alone. You ready no. for one? You said you'd jump back in.
1: I will jump back in, but I will take one Raspberry of Raspberry pucker. I'm puckering up. Bullfrog lights to bring some very weak alcohol over here.
0: <laughs> Good news, it didn't go through the nose. It's better, when, <laughs> it's better when it doesn't go through the nose, right? It does. All right, those are, those are some of our shots. We're going to get a lot more shots going next week when the boys are back and they take the shots that they owe me. Oh. Ah. But uh, while I try to I try to stomach the peppermint and raspberry combination in my stomach. It was a good color. It was a good color, but uh, I'm going to hit you with a... Big
2: Wiz and his stat of the week.
0: Big Wiz isn't here, but I've got a stat of the week for you guys. I'm talking about target share on the team. I want to give you real quick the top five guys with the highest target shares on their teams, in their teams' passing game, Some of these are really easy. Some of these are a little bit surprising, which is why I wanted to bring this up today. I'd ask you the questions, but you're staring at my computer screen as the show goes on. That's true. Alan. So, uh, number one shouldn't be a surprise. And if it is a surprise, I will flesh this out a little bit later on in the show. That's Keenan Allen. Uh, he's just been getting all of the goddamn Where yeah. Hunter Henry went out. Mike Williams has been limited on that team. Yeah,
1: pretty much a no-show at times. Yeah,
0: we know that Melvin Gordon hasn't been there. Eckler's been a good pass catcher. But mm-hmm. Keenan Allen sitting at 36.2% of his team's target share. Is there any, that can't continue. It, it can't?
1: It will this week. I think it will just because, I mean, like you said, they're missing players. They're missing
0: players. Mike Williams is out this week. Not limited. Out this week, yeah. so Justin Jackson's out. Justin Jackson's out. That's this could be a, another huge fucking week for him. We'll, like I said, we'll talk about that later. Mike Thomas again, not a surprise. Number two here, thirty-one point four. That's a five-point discrepancy, by the way, between one and two. But thirty-one point four. Thomas has
1: more people share. on his team that can actually catch the ball and has more target. But that's now the, you've that's got Bridgewater. Of,
0: so with Drew Brees, Drew Brees has never used a wide receiver too it's always been the one yeah or the sometimes the tight end but not even a lot of that Bridgewater's in there now we'll see what happens with that passing game I am not optimistic if I were a Thomas owner after last week's decent performance I'd have been trying to trade him but you know Breeze will be back eventually number three again not a surprise DeAndre Hopkins is sitting at 30.1 percent of his Team's target share, not too bad. Here's where it gets a little bit surprising. Number four right now is Jamison Crowder. I know in week one he had a shitload of targets, but he's still sitting at 29.8% of his team's target share. Now, the big difference between him and the guys above him is that his team's not... I mean, Sam Donald's not there, no. and he wasn't. A, he's not a great passer, but no. fucking... But at least better than the others. Guy, yeah, um, is is a third string quarterback. So when we say thirty percent of the target share, that's five targets a week. But that's all they're throwing the ball. Uh, but you know, when Darnold comes back, if Jamison Crowder can maintain any kind of target share, like, yeah, like he got even close like he did in week one, might be a sneaky PPR ad. Maybe a sneaky daily ad in some of these. Um, so again, some of these defenses that are weak, sort of in the middle. Watch the safeties against the Jets. Uh, coming down the second half of the season for you. And number five, uh, it sounds surprising, but it shouldn't be if you're watching any of the Raiders games. Darren Waller sits at 29.5% of his team's target share. He's getting all the goddamn love. I mean, they, after week one, stopped even throwing it to Josh Jacobs because they just wanted to, yeah. just wanted to pepper Darren Waller with targets. Plus, you got your favorite, Tyrell Williams on the team. Tyrell Williams, but Tyrell Williams isn't a target hog. He's a a touchdown end zone guy. He's a big play guy. He's still playable most weeks, at least at the flex position. The team's not playing well. Derek Carr's not playing well. But he's still playable most weeks in the flex. And Darren Waller's going to end up being a top five tight end. He's going to be a start all year just because of this usage. I don't care how bad the team is. If you were lucky enough to draft this kid in the 12th round, which is about where he was going... Like, good for you. 12th or uh, waiver or, wire pick a, a, Even not drafted. Because he was probably, uh, a lot. not even known. So those are your top five team share target getters in the league right now. Keep an eye on those. There's a couple names in there that you might be able to wheel and deal for. Crowdery can probably even pick up off your waiver wire before Darnold comes back if you're a PPR league. Something worth considering.
2: And now for more dumb shit I heard this week.
0: Okay, so I want to talk to you about um, this. So there's this meeting. It's a government meeting. It's a local government meeting in Alaska somewhere. You know the people in Alaska are a little bit weird. So to open this local government meeting, this guy leads uh, the group in a prayer. Now the interesting thing is, well, one, probably shouldn't open a government meeting with a prayer. No. Maybe you think you should, but... The Constitution says you shouldn't, uh, but more interestingly, this guy is a pastafarian. So, uh, pastafarians as stupid as it sounds, he wears a colander on his head, uh, and and here's what here's what the headline says. Okay, it says a pastor wearing a colander on his head offered the opening prayer on the behalf of the church of the flying spaghetti monster to open a local government. Me- is that a real thing? <laughs> I don't even think you can make this up. That's gotta be a real fucking thing. It's not in Florida, which is interesting, but there's a church... It sounds like a Florida thing. ...of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Do you want to hear something crazy? What you got? This, to me, is no more ridiculous than the average Christian group anywhere in America. Or anywhere in the world. All religions are as ridiculous and preposterous as the next. They all worship a non-existent, ridiculous being somewhere in the world. It's all made-up bullshit. Religion and true belief in God is the single most dangerous thing in the world. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It, along with nationalist politics, will be the thing that kills all human beings off of the face of the earth. You heard it here first, folks. But I'll get off my soapbox. Alan doesn't want to fucking hear it. He voted for Trump for Christ's sake. If i gonna do it again, I did, and, but I will not. He is. Oh, dist- this. He is destroying the farmers. So, hey, oh, he is, and you, sir, are a farmer. I am.
1: I try. He's fucking yeah. the farmers bad. Yeah, it's not. It's not good. I and,
0: mean, he's not even using lube. All right, so that's your dumb shit of the week. Pastafarian wears a colander, worships a spaghetti monster. That's good stuff. Oh yeah, kind of sweet, kind of shitty. That's one of my favorite drops. You like that drop? I do. That's bullfrog's drop right there. Uh, Three in the pink, two in the pink uh, stink. Just an update for you guys. Top three after three weeks. Yours truly, Dewey's Nut, sits at number one. I'm actually tied this week with Car Guy, who had a really big week, and uh, St. Nicholas comes in third place. At the bottom of our group, you got Shane uh, sitting at 26. If you listened last year, you you may remember Shane's name. He is a uh, daily expert that we... We refer to on occasion. He's called into the show. He had a, he had one particularly big week, $128,000 or something. Uh, he's a good daily player. I've played against him in some best balls and things, but he sucks ass at three in the pink, two in the stink. The only two players below him right now are, are the Cave of Excellence herself. That's my wife. Do you get it? Cave of Excellence. I do. It's I a reference it. to her vagina. I got it. Yeah. And uh, The Good Doctor remains in last place, negative 238 points for the poor boy. He sucks. Yeah, he's he's right there with, uh, with Wiz. Yeah. Interestingly, he led the whole group last year after week one, and then fell off pretty hard. Amongst your three hosts, I obviously came in first, positive 31 in the week. Wiz had a negative 7 on the week, but Bullfrog's negative 83 was... One of the worst performances of the week last week. The only interesting note I want to point out this time, guys, is that there are only three fucking guys' teams, rather. Sorry. Uh We don't want to get too gender-specific. There are only three teams left that haven't had a negative week. That's mine. That's Flexosaurus Rex and his running back group. And that's you, Alan. That's fucking you, Alan. That is. We might have found something you're good at. Better yet. There are only two teams in the league that have scored more than zero in every week. That's me and that's you. Well, I mean, I feel like. Oh, I'd, I'd... take a shot to that if I were uh, a drinking man.
1: Yeah. I feel like I've gotten all my knowledge, at least
0: to start from you. Mm. You're welcome. Me specifically, right? J- just you. you got to ignore the other guys on the show. They say it's some stupid fucking shit. I appreciate you saying so. Do you want to take a shot to that because we're the only two? We might as well take one more. God damn it, yeah. Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah!
1: I mean, 2.30 only comes, you know, early.
0: you got like five hours before you have to drive. Will you drive to Iowa? Iowa. You want to see the
1: Iowa game? Iowa and uh, I believe Middle Tennessee. Are you an Iowa fan? No. What I'm pretty excited about is the Wave at Iowa. Do they do a, a really
0: successful You don't know wave? about the Wave? No, I don't. I've never been to an Iowa football game. The Wave
1: is, uh, they built the stadium next to the Children's Hospital. And at the end of the first quarter... They turn around and they wave at the kids that are sitting standing at the window. Oh, they don't do like the wave. They no, wave. an actual wave at the kids that are in the pediatrics hospital.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Um, I don't know if you'd be able to do it, but I think what would be really interesting is like when you wave, if you could somehow, I don't know how you would do this. I'd like to make a bet with the person waving next to me how many of those kids died before the end of the season. That'd be fun. That'd be rough. Yeah, shot the kids die. Whatever, it's fine. Interesting story about the University of Iowa. Okay, I was a junior in high school. I went. I I had a buddy on a high school football team who was who was a legit fucking stud, and he was invited to visit Iowa for one of their football games. And I went, and there were like five of us that went to this thing, and we all stayed in one hotel room that night. We all got shit faced. We bought. Right. We brought like. 10 bottles of booze right and we had people there were people from the 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 not the team but like the hosts like came to our room and were oh, drinking yeah, with us yeah, and stuff yeah. brought girls which was cool there you go. and all five me and my other four buddies who were all two of us to a bed and somebody on a cot or something all of us got a hand job at the same time from from five, obviously five different chicks laying in the bed watching a porn college chicks that were brought for my buddy who was visiting the football game that was amazing there you go. It was a good fucking That's time. a hell of a trip. It was a great goddamn trip. Oh, man. I weighed like 75 pounds <laughs> when I was a junior The in good high days. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I loved it. All right, all right. Let's take this shot because we're the only two yep. who have scored positives in every week. I and bet you know what's going on. I will bet you three consecutive shots that I last longer in that category than you. I'll take that bet. Yes. Wait, I gotta hit the button.
2: It's a bet. Yay!
0: Big time bet, brother. All right, time to get in the show. You sticking around? You want to listen to what I have to say? I'll listen to it a little bit oh, longer. Yeah, I still haven't put the studs drop in here. <laughs> that oh, he's this is you know at end of the this is he's the next big thing. <laughs> It's not my favorite drop ever, but I like that I got to use the doc because he has a hard time talking sometimes. Yes. Seeing as I'm the only original host here, obviously Alan's here. I wouldn't necessarily call him a host yet, but he's a guest. I appreciate you still sticking around. No problem. All the shots you've taken with me. Um, I'm going to give you the quarterback, the receiver, and the running back stud this week. Nobody else wanted to put anything in the doc, so... I was doing, Alan can attest to this, I was doing this like 20 minutes ago. I was trying to fill out this fucking document. Um, But let's hit you with these. Alright, so I think, start of the week, Alan, so you know, I know you listen, but I'll tell you anyway, uh, in this category we can legitimately pick any player we want that we just think is going to finish high as fuck, like just going to blow it out of the water this week. Okay. Uh, We pick one of each of these positions, we usually take turns picking the positions, my quarterback this week is Dak Prescott. So, so Dak gets to play against, uh, New Orleans. New Orleans Saints has been fucking terrible against quarterbacks this year. They've given up more fantasy points to quarterbacks than any other team in the league. Right now, quarterbacks are averaging 319 yards and two passing touchdowns against the, this team. They suck. They've played against, I'll grant you, a couple of decent quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Jared Goff, some pretty good quarterbacks in there. Yeah, But I think Dak Prescott is at least playing right now at least as well as any of them, if not better than any of them. Now, the really interesting thing that I think is going to give Dak a leg up here is that not only have these quarterbacks averaged 319 yards and two touchdowns passing, but every single one of those three quarterbacks has scored a rushing touchdown against the New Orleans Saints. So far on the season, not a surprise with Russell Wilson, although he doesn't really doesn't really run as much as you think he does. Not a big surprise with Deshaun Watson, but Jared Goff ran a fucking rushing touchdown. That's surprising. Russell Wilson had two rushing touchdowns against him. Uh, Do you know that Dak Prescott has scored six rushing touchdowns in every single season that he's played in the NFL? I did not know that. He's going to get at least one of them in this week. Okay, and he's been throwing the ball really well. Also, I know Michael Gallup's not going to be playing in this game. I know that Amari Cooper is a little bit banged up in this game, and those two things might concern you a little bit. Maybe. I know that Drew Brees is not playing, so the, you know right out of the gates you might say, oh, maybe they're not going to score that much, but they did fine last week. Yeah. Uh, they scored points last week. I think Dak Prescott has a big game. I'm not surprised if he goes 280 yards, two passing touchdowns, a rushing touchdown on top of a 65 yards rushing, and that is going to put him in the top three. Give me Dak Prescott as a stud of the week. You like that call? Uh, I I see where you're going with
1: on Dak on why you would go with it. I feel but. like he could be a top three, like you said, but I don't think it would be my stud. I think I would go with Wilson,
0: Russell Wilson, playing Arizona. Sure, yeah, Russell Wilson seems like the obvious and easy pick playing Arizona, but Russell Wilson doesn't throw the ball as much. Russell Wilson doesn't run as much. Russell Wilson, I'm still waiting for it to happen, but his touchdown rate has got to come down because he doesn't throw the ball that much. I'm going to talk about one of his receiving pieces later in the week, but you know, Lockett's had one good game. DK Metcalf is still kind of, you know, he's not really found his right. own yet. The weapons that Russell Wilson is playing with are, are are still trying to figure out who they are and what they can do. I know Arizona sucks, and Wilson might have a stud game, but I like, I just, I just love to act this week in this matchup. Holy shit. Look who, look what
1: the cat dragged in. <laughs> two
0: assholes. In. What's up, Wiz? We were just talking about how bad you are. Well, I'm pretty drunk. As are we. I think I've taken six shots. Yeah. So where's Bullfrog right now? Jerking off somewhere. Not with you. Let me talk to you about my running back stud. You're dr- drunker than I am.
2: Oh, absolutely <laughs> I am. Yes. You, ta-
0: you tailgated the Luke Bryan concert, and yeah. then it got canceled. Yep. There's but I'm no, here no, to no no fucking no heal you, motherfuckers. I love it. No, you, we, we've been here for a while. So when it comes to running backs of the week, I did something a little bit different here for the stud of the week. I didn't pick a running back stud of the week, mostly because I didn't just want to pick chargers across the board in every category. <laughs> Um, this week playing against just the worst team in the history of the world, Miami Dolphins. So obviously Eckler would have been my running back start of the week this week. But instead what I did is this. I picked three guys, and, and what I want to say about these three guys is this week is their opportunity to do something, and if they don't fucking perform this week, it's teardrop time for me on all three of these guys. It's finally time to say, you know what? They're not... They're not who you drafted them to be. You should stop expecting it. The first one is Joe Mixon. Yes. I'm tired of If Joe up. Mixon
2: doesn't perform this week, you're
0: an idiot. The Joe Mixon's pl- got Pittsburgh Steelers defense this week. Fourth worst against running backs um, in the league right now. And what they're doing is giving up a shitload of yards through the air. 66 yards on average through the air. 4.7 yards per carry on the ground all season to all comers against its Pittsburgh defense. Look, Mixon's fully healthy, finally. Um, he doesn't have any, outside of the offensive line, he doesn't have any excuses. He may not be able to get it going on the ground, but if, if this team and this guy can't get it going through the air, score some fucking touchdowns this week, it's probably about time to say, you know what? Maybe the team's bad enough that you just need to drop your expectations a whole tier for Joe Mixon. That's one. Can can
2: I ask a question on this one? If he does, if he finishes top 10 overall, is that good enough? If he finishes top ten overall, he's
0: bought himself another week in my eyes. If he finishes top six overall, then I I fully trust his skill set again. All
2: right,
0: fair enough. The second guy that it's time right now to perform or shit or get off the uh, pot—that's James Conner. Okay, the Steelers are. This is the same fucking game playing against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals run defense is. The worst goddamn run defense we've seen in a long time to start the year. They're awful. Only Miami has technically been worse against the run, but that's only because teams are blowing fucking Miami. Rushing, receiving, everything has been successful for running backs against this Cincinnati Bengals defense, including three different San Francisco backs that scored 13 fantasy points or more in that game. This is a, this is the get right game for James Connor. If, if, if Mason Rudolph can get it going. He looked bad he, he looked bad last week, if you Mason watched any of that game. He had a couple of big plays that saved his stat lines, but he looked bad and he didn't want anything to do with James Conner out of the backfield. If he can get that offense going and they can find a way to get Connor involved in the path, this is the game to do it. And if he doesn't do it in this game, you drop him a tier and you drop your expectations. Uh, it's disappointing. James Conner that you drop, right?
2: Like you yes. drop the whole you drop this entire offense. Yes. I think you can say it right now. Couldn't do it with Ben Roethlisberger. Can't do it. They're not can't do it with uh, Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Yes, yeah,
0: they're not gonna do it. I'm saying this is my this is this is the last chance for Connor to show us that he can still get. Well, it. here's the question then: If he couldn't do it with, with Roethlisberger, why is he do it with Rudolph? The team they're playing. Roethlisberger played really bad, but they this is the worst defense they've played all year by a long shot.
2: Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Period. If he, perf- if he performs this week, you can't tell people to buy in right now.
0: Well, I, I'm, he's buying himself another week. Like He was drafted as a number six overall running back. He's not that. But if he can't get it done against Cincinnati, he might not be a top 18 or 20 back.
2: Top, so, so we're talking top 15 or
0: lower. Yes. All right, fair enough. The last guy that has to get it done with running in the running back position this week for me is Leonard Fournette. He's been okay, but the guy hasn't scored any fucking touchdowns. Lots of work. He hasn't scored any fucking touchdowns. Look, every running back that has played against Denver, I know Denver, you think Denver's defense, you think, Vic Fangio, defense must be great. Every single running back that's played against this defense so far, has scored two touchdowns at least.
2: Only because mm-hmm. they get 20-plus
0: touches. They get touches like that's crazy. What? Leonard Fournette fucking gets touches. Yeah, too. you're but not he wrong He was either. negative last week if before his long run. If he can't fucking punch it in the end zone this week, it's time to say, you know what? Leonard Fournette is just not very fucking good.
2: From a fantasy perspective.
0: Well, that's what we're talking about. It's no, you're not wrong on
2: that. Fantasy show. But but my point to, to listeners is that he is really, he is a, he's in an office right now that is gr- burn and turn, man. Just keep giving the ball, keep giving the ball, keep giving the ball, keep giving, get, get, until it ends. Yeah, but he's not doing well. No, he's terrible. Did he drink this motherfucking thing? Is it time for a check
0: No, I didn't let him take the shot because you weren't here. Well, I'm here. Well, let's fucking light it up. Let me do my last start of the week here. So wide receiver start of the week. You can't argue this one, Wiz. It's Keenan Allen. So I told you a minute ago, Keenan Allen by far and away is leading the league in target share on a team. He is the only the sixth receiver in the last 10 years to have at least 42 targets in the first three games of the year. 39% of his team's target share. Okay, uh, Mike Williams is out this game. Not limited. He's out? Out this game. Justin Jackson is out in no. this game. This is the only guy left. They're already throwing it to him a fucking ton. Uh, so far this week... This year, the Dolphins have given up huge games to Hollywood Brown, Antonio Brown, Amari Cooper. Are you telling me that Keenan Allen is not at least better than Cooper and Hollywood Brown? This is going to be a huge game. Look, Xavier Howard is – Bullfrog will sit here and tell you Xavier Howard's a stud, but to be honest, he's not as good – he's not as good <laughs> as you think he is. Rarely ranks in the top ten in a single positional metric – this season, last season, or the season before. So far this year, Zavian Howard specifically has given up an 80% catch rate. He's given up 220 yards and two touchdowns with only two pass breakups. Howard's not very good. Keenan Allen is playing. Light's fucking out right now. And he's the only guy left on this team. Keenan Allen is going to go fucking off. So can I ask you a question about this? Please. He should, at least.
2: You recommended all our listeners to fucking trade Power or to Trey Allen, Keenan Allen. Because you loved Mike Williams. I did. Yeah, he's not been playing. So, so,
0: do you want to, like, rebut this at all? The minute Mike Williams is healthy and playing again, I
2: think he's going to be just fucking fine. Well, it's been a quarter of the season so far.
0: It's been three games.
2: And Mike Williams has been pretty bad.
0: Well, in in so far, one and a half of the three games played, he has been seriously... In fact, last week... He, I don't care what the fuck you
2: say, Last week but he Mike only, Williams has been fucking terrible.
0: Last week, Mike Williams only came in the game when the team was in the red zone. He didn't play at all unless the team was in the As red
2: zone. As a fantasy fucking person, I don't give a flying fuck. Yes. I listen to you all the time. Give me, give me some good fucking recommendations here. Because your recommendations so far have been terrible.
0: I think Keenan Allen's is going to be a stud this week. <laughs> There's my recommendation. Let's take a pause. Because the ver- this is a moment to remember the last shot of Blender's Pride that will ever be taken on this show is about to be That's taken. not necessarily true. I could get more. Don't. Please don't. This is the last time anybody's going to take... you no. I'm already going to
1: regret this shot. I can tell oh, the... smell it. Smell Blenders it. Pro- smell Blenders it. Pride it's has not that
0: been... bad. Blender's Pride has basically been the fourth host of this show all off season. <laughs> yes. We... Oh, no. It smells great. It smells great. As far as whiskey goes, you can't ask for a better smelling whiskey <laughs> than Blender's Pride. You can stick your nose in it.
1: I mean, this is going like to sound like I did that one Friday when I'm puking my guts out. Oh, no, no, no.
0: That was fucking it. <laughs> A lot of shots of Buffalo Trace. That well, was Buffalo Trace. That yeah, was, that was Buffalo, Buffalo Trace. Trace. It was some other shots. started with it, that. Take the shot of Blender's Pride, and I want you to enjoy it because... I knew it was your beam, mesh It might have started one way <laughs> and the end of the other, but look, I know that I'll never have a shot of, uh, of Blender's Pride again, and I'm saddened by that, so I want you to enjoy this, and I'm going to enjoy it vicariously as you drink mm. those fine Indian grains then you can go home and go to sleep because you have to drive in four hours yes what well cheers everybody adios buddy see you on the other side (laughs) that's not so bad you should it's not as bad the buffalo trace was worse you should have seen him after taking that peppermint vodka it took him a minute and a half you spit it out his nose it took him a minute and a half to recover yeah that was nothing well what do you say Alan
1: well thanks for having me on the show it's about time Wiz showed up maybe he'll actually learn something thanks
0: for coming Mm. Appreciate you. We'll see you uh, next week after you lose another Daily Deep Throat. Oh, I doubt that. It's, what, it's always losing- it's always between you and Wiz at the bottom. <sighs> right now, I
1: doubt it. As long as I'm above him, that's all that matters. <sighs> and you still got the doc to worry about. That's I mean, right. I feel like he's going to fail.
2: What's the matter? Big boy can't get it up? <laughs>
0: Let me talk can't get it up for you guys. I got three guys. And just like the last couple of weeks, I'm gonna go fucking big with my first choice. Okay, I picked CMC last week. It bit me in the ass. I took a shot for it. Did you? This? Yeah, yeah.
2: Took a shot for that
0: one. I'm six shots deep now, brother. My first can't get it up choice is going to be the best fantasy player of the week last week. That's Mike Evans. So Mike Evans and the Tampa Bay Bucks play against the Los Angeles Rams this week. Bad choice. Akeem Talib, Marcus Peters are playing. Really fucking well. They are shutting people fucking down this year. We talked before last year's season started. We said, "Watch out; these two guys are going to be great." Peters went out. Tlaib started playing like shit. They're back. They're on top of the world. Only Michael Thomas has gone. Mike Thomas, whatever his name is, Michael. Michael has gone double digits in fantasy points this week. He scored 13 fantasy points. They've shut everybody else down. No wide receiver can touchdowns. I ask on
2: this if we stop for two seconds. Do you could you recommend Michael Thomas to our listeners?
0: Michael Thomas and and they're playing against the Cowboys. Uh, they have a hard matchup. I don't know what it is. they're playing the Cowboys. I would, I would, yeah. If you got Michael Thomas, you play Michael Thomas. I
2: to our listeners, I'm not sure you could. You're gonna, you can't, you can't not. If you want to win, <laughs> play I'm not game. sure you can. I mean, like I'm zero three in one of my leagues Where'd right now. Go,
0: Eighty-three and a touch last week.
2: He's not good enough to fucking play week in week out. Is my point.
0: I think he might be, but we'll see what happens this week.
2: He doesn't get enough with Drew Brees. He gets enough.
0: He gets enough touches. Michael Thomas is the second highest team target total in the league right now. He's got. 30, I don't care four percent of his teams. Highest. I don't care with Teddy Bridgewater. I. You know what? He, I think he's good enough. And Bridgewater, this is what happens when you get a guy like Bridgewater who's not very confident in the game. He throws it to the most sure handed bet like he hones in on it. He's gonna throw this yeah, so much to this. You're right! Guy.
2: And he all, all he has to do is catch it. Detrimental to fancy football, buddy. It'd be fine. No, I disagree to our listeners right now. I, I, I think you you could cons- depending on your depth right now. Yeah, well, your depth You could consider be- benching Michael Thomas. Your depth would have to be so fucking ridiculous. No, 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 no. Depending on what league you play right now. You well, play to win the game. Let me, you play to win the you play you play to win this week. Let me ask you this question.
0: Here here's a guy who has a phenomenal matchup, not on a great team, certainly not the same caliber wide receiver, but might be somebody on your team that you picked up later if you have a Michael Thomas. Who do you play this week? Michael Thomas against those Dallas Cowboys or Terry McLaurin against one of the worst pass defenses in the league Giants. the New York
2: Giants. Yeah, I'm playing Terry McLaurin against wow. the Giants. I really am. I mean, That feels like a bet. <laughs> uh, I think i would make that bet. Okay. Bet.
0: What's the bet? Yay. Michael Thomas versus Terry McLaurin. Straight up. Straight up fantasy points. Mm, it's a bad bet. Can, I'll is. take it. Let's get, can I get back so I can't get it up? Yep. I'm picking Mike Evans. Like I said... Tlaib and Peters are playing out of their minds. No touchdowns given up to wide receivers. They played Carolina, which, you know, the receivers are whatever, but they played New Orleans. They played Cleveland. Odell Beckham Jr., some say he's the best receiver in the league right now. There's been some decent talent that played against them. Not one of them has scored a touchdown. Okay. Last week Evans had 15 targets, which was crazy, but he had five and eight in the weeks before that. And with his 15 targets, that was against those New York Giants. That's a bad defense. Janoris Jenkins covered him all game. He's 30 years old, coming off of an ankle surgery a couple years ago. He can't cover anybody. That's an anomaly, that 15, 15 target, 180 something, 14, whatever touchdowns he had. That's not who Mike Evans is going to be this year. Certainly not against Aqib Talib and Marcus Peters. He's a, he is a guy, he is a guy that I would say, yeah, Probably flex worthy, but that I wouldn't sit him. Top, but it's flex on
2: Evans. Yes. So you would sell on Evans.
0: Yeah. Now the only the only concern I have is that Godwin has been limited in practice. So if Godwin doesn't play, go ahead on Evans. But Mike can't get it up is at the wide receiver position. Mike Evans. Let me tell you who my can't get it up at the running back position is. That'd be Ty Gurley. Obviously, Gurley's usage has been spotty. Uh, he's had 15 carries every game, 14, 16, 14. He's averaging 15 carries, but his red zone work is where it's been a little spotty. In week one, zero touches. He had four touches in week two in the red zone, only two last week. Um, so far, Brown, Malcolm Brown has had eight total touches in the red zone, so he's had more. That's where the spottiness comes in, but Todd Gurley and those LA Rams are playing against the Bucks this week. Tampa Bay, has been fucking incredible against the run. This is the week in which CMC had six fantasy points when he played Tampa Bay. Barkley, before he got hurt, had 12 touches for a total of 37 yards before he left the game. And this Buccaneers defense has not let up a touchdown to running backs on the ground or through the air yet. Todd Gurley is, a, Todd Gurley is the guy I would sit. I'm not playing Todd Gurley at all if I have him this week. Because one, you don't know if he's going to be used in the in the red zone. And two... Even if he is, this Bucks defense is fucking stout against the run. To your point,
2: he hasn't done anything all year.
0: I mean, much. Be, be being frank, I think about he scored
2: thirteen points last week. Is last week. week in the, he scored a touchdown.
0: My last can't get it up, guy. I'm going tight end here, which we rarely do. But Greg Olson has been lighting the world on fire. Fourteen points two weeks ago, twenty two and a half fantasy points last week. He's had a great two weeks. Uh, Playing as tight end in in your fantasy tight end, he's been one of the very top guys. But here's the reality. Last week when he scored 22.5, 75 yards and two touchdowns, that was against the second worst defense in the league against tight ends. The week before that, he went 110 yards on six catches. That was against the worst defense in the league against tight ends. He looks like he's coming out of the gate screaming, but that's just not the case. In week one, he played against L.A., and he had, I think, 25 yards. Um, it's not going to happen for him week in and week out. He's not this big fucking stud. He had really good matchups early on. In fact, if you've got Greg Olson, please go try to trade him. He's he's another guy you sit this week. This is not going to happen. Um, don't, don't play at all. Can't get it up for sure. Can I say Arnold took that Blender's pride like a champ? You should have seen him with that vodka, man. It was sad.
2: Hide your kids. The boys are flex trafficking again. Flex traffic, we got
0: a show to do with. Jesus, you and your drunk ass self. <laughs> At least you're here. Terry McLaurin's my first pick. You said he's the guy over Michael Thomas. Love him this week. He is a legit target for Case Keenum. Here's the thing about Case Keenum. Third most pass attempts on the season for Case Keenum. Eventually Keenum's gonna be sat down. He had a really bad week last (laughs) week in
2: Chicago. Let's be honest.
0: Eventually, he's going to be sat down. I don't think that's going to happen yet. As long as he's playing, Terry McLaurin is legit. He's got the biggest target share on his team, 19.4%. 42% of the team's red zone targets, though he's scoring touchdowns. He's the guy, if anybody's the guy, that's going to break that rookie receiving record for receptions, 101. He's averaging... 5.8 catches a game. You need to average six, so I like it. Mm -hmm. And the point is, the Giants fucking suck. Seven double-digit fantasy performance against them by wide receivers so far. They've only played three fucking games. Six wide receiver touchdowns so far this year. 253 wide receiver yards per game given up by the Giants. McLaurin's going to get a chunk of that. Play him. He's. I know he was questionable at some point, but it was a minor hamstring pull. He's fine. He was only
2: precautionary out of practice. My next guy. Does he concern you at all if if they rotate? If they rotate? Haskins. Yeah. If they rotate Haskins in in, and Keenum out. My
0: concern if they put Haskins in is that they'll throw the ball a lot less. So, yes, everybody's going to get less opportunity. I know that Haskins and McLaurin played together. It's only a matter of time, correct? It is a matter of time. I think you've got to. It's going to take Keenum having a. Maybe two more bad games. Because the issue isn't that they think Keenum's doing well. The issue is that everybody in that organization says that Haskins is not ready. He doesn't, he's only, he only started one year in Ohio State and his average depth of target was like 1.2 yards. Yeah, so he's not, terrible. he's not ready. Yes. It's not that Keenum's doing well. So they have to wait until he's ready. It's
2: going to take a couple of more really bad games to bench Keenum before he's, Haskins is so, ready. So, so, so let's pause here for a second. We know that that Washington team is terrible. Oh and three, yes. Oh oh and three, right? Yes. Could you tell your listeners right now to buy into that and wait? Terry McLaurin, yeah.
0: It look if at this point getting
2: Terry, you might still be able to get Terry McLaurin off of the waiver wire. I'm not saying get Terry McLaurin, but but like buy into him at while they figure out this fucking quarterback. It,
0: it's gonna be if you put him on your team. Like I I I put him on my, all of my rosters after week one. Like I know that I'm not going to be able to play him while they make that quarterback transfer, at least for a couple of weeks, to see what's going to happen. But the kid's talented.
2: Talented, and yes. And as
0: long as Keenum's out there, I don't have no problem putting him in my flex spot. It's almost matchup proof because he's throwing the ball so goddamn much against anybody. Uh, and and this is a guy he's looking for, especially in the red zone. Forty-two percent of his team's red zone targets. That's a lot. So he's gonna get he's gonna get his Terry McLaurin is and as long as Kingdom's in there I'm putting him out there and when watch and when Haskins comes in, I'm holding McLaurin to see what happens because if if Haskins is willing to throw the ball you have to assume McLaurin is going to be one of his favorite targets as they play together. The only year Haskins has ever started quarterback in college, McLaurin was his favorite target.
2: To or your point David, though
0: is right forward. now you play him until in, until Haskins takes over. Right. I would sit him the first week or two of Haskins. My next flex guy is another wide receiver. It's another rookie wide receiver. It's DK Metcalf. So I know Metcalf's biggest struggles has been catch rate. He's not been catching the balls, but he's had at least six targets in every game. He's caught for at least 60 60 yards in every game. This week, Seattle plays against Arizona. Arizona. Kyle Allen lit them the fuck up last week. Arizona's bad on defense. Russell Wilson's a little better than Kyle Allen, I think. Mm, not much. He's a lot better than Kyle Allen. <laughs>
2: DK Metcalf Hell, Allen threw four touchdowns, dude. DK
0: Metcalf is a big play threat. That's kind of what he does. If he's going to get six targets every game, he might catch two or three of those. But it doesn't take much more than that. I think in this game he goes over a hundred and a touchdown. My next flex guy is a third string running back in the NFL. It's Darrell Williams of the Kansas City Chiefs. (laughs) I like that bet. You're going to make this bet? Listen, let me tell you why first. All right. First of all, shady Damian Williams is out. Shady's going to get the play, but he tweaked his ankle at the end of the game last week. He has been limited in practice every day. Last week, Darrell Williams only had nine carries. Only nine carries. That's an issue. But here's the thing. They get to play against the Detroit Lions this week. The Detroit Lions have been pretty good against running backs running the ball all year. No running back has gone over 85 yards against them on the ground, right? But every game, in every game they've played, running backs have had at least 55 yards receiving. Get out. Running backs have had, uh, in the first two games, at least six catches in each of them. The thing about Darrell Williams last week uh, he had five targets, right? LaShawn McCoy is no longer a pass-catching back, and on the Kansas City Chiefs, I think he's got three targets on the year. Darrell Williams, even if LaShawn McCoy comes in and says, I'm 100% ready to go and I will take the bulk of the carries, Darrell Williams will come in and get some of those, but he's no. going gonna to be the third down back. No. He's going to catch the passes, and that's where Detroit sucks because their fucking linebackers are terrible at coverage out of the backfield. I think Darrell Williams has a nice receiving game this week, which which puts him into your flex consideration.
2: Now that's a stream.
0: Here are my streamers. Let's start at the quarterback position. You don't
2: have good streamers.
0: You don't know. You don't know. You never had. First of all, let's start let's start at the tight end position because Jesus Christ. Picking a t- streaming tight end this week was hard as fuck. I I have no I have no let me be honest. I don't fucking know. I had to put one in here, so I put Jordan Akins in from the Houston Texans. Oh game.
2: Thank you for enlightening us. Last Jordan
0: Akins. Last week he and Darren Fells both had big weeks. I know they're playing a really shitty team, but it was Aikens that out targeted Fells three to one in the red zone. So look. We're taking a shot in the dark at maybe a touchdown? No! It's a bad fucking recommendation, motherfucker. Might score a touchdown. I'd ask you for yours, but you don't know who's playing who. So (laughs) I don't even want to ask. Let me give you my defense streamer next. Because I actually like this defense streamer. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers defense playing against the Cincinnati Bengals. Here's why. You score points on sacks and turnovers. Andy Dalton has been sacked fourth most times in the league, 11 times so far, and he's turned the ball over six times so far on the season. Pittsburgh, now they only have six sacks on the year, but four of those came against Seattle. The other two teams they've played is New England and San Francisco. Those are two of the best offensive pass protection lines in the league. Seattle and Cincinnati both have bad offensive lines. Steelers had four sacks, Against a bad offensive line in Cincinnati, I think you have a in Seattle. I think you have a chance to get some sacks against a Cincinnati team, a Cincinnati team who's struggling anyway. Maybe even some turnovers. That's what Dalton's been doing. I'll take mm-hmm. Pittsburgh as my streaming D. Let me give you a streaming quarterback. No, oh, please do. Wiz. it's Kyle Allen.
2: Oh, Kyle. Carolina,
0: Kyle Allen? Kyle Allen. Tell me why. He looked great last week, and I know it was against Arizona. (laughs) Are you serious? Arizona's really bad. Here's what Kyle Allen did last week. 261 yards, four touchdowns, 73% completion rate, 14 yards per completion. Let me tell you this. I know Kyle Allen has only played one game, but he is number two in yards per attempt right now behind Patrick Mahomes, which means... Yeah, he only threw the ball 26 times last week, but if you're throwing it further than anybody else is
2: throwing it, you don't need as many completions to get those yards up. Okay, can right. you stop it for for 2 seconds? 3 seconds, 4 seconds? Yes. Do you like this? Do you like do you like the cap? Do you like Kyle Allen against Houston? In general? I like him against Houston.
0: Sixth worst against quarterbacks on the year. They're giving up 318 and two quarterback
2: touchdowns per matchup. Let me tell you what. I like Kyle Allen. Please. Last week, last week he showed up. He had no preparation, and he performed. He did well. He did from a fantasy perspective. A this this guy performed. He did four touchdowns. No hundred, one
0: or one or two interceptions.
2: Doesn't matter. He chucked a shit out. Riley, right? like, you got your ass beat against fucking the whole uh, McCaffrey bet because of what he did. What yeah. he performed.
0: He chucked, um, he chucked it down. He did. He did well. And I in Houston. As much as you think Houston's a good defense, they're not. They've not been very good against quarterbacks right now. I expect it to be a high-scoring game. Uh, they're giving up passing yards. Their defensive backfield in Houston is not
2: good. Yeah. So to that point, depending what 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 league you play in and what points you you take against, like interceptions, I'm willing to bet Cal Allen will have a good game. Streamable. A streamable. I guess is the point here. I think it's fourteen
0: percent owned in fan, in Yahoo right now, which yeah. I, he should be more. Mason Rudolph had a shitty game. Is way more owned than Kyle. A hundred percent he is,
2: and, and, and that's a great point. Who would you play this week, Rudolph or Kyle Allen? I play Kyle Allen. He's my streamer. I know. I know that
0: Pittsburgh's got Cincinnati, and that Cincinnati defense is really bad, garbage. But Mason Rudolph looked like shit. We t- last week we said among you said I agreed. Among all these guys that are getting their first start this week, Mason Rudolph is the safest. Well, every fucking one of them outperformed Mason Rudolph. Now Rudolph had a touchdown to Juju Smith so Schuster that won eighty two yards. He had a couple of big plays that saved his statistical day. But God, Rudolph is it. probably the better
2: long term quarterback here.
0: Probably. But it, it, last week not so much. And I think Russo, Rudolph's got a chance at getting right this week. But Kyle Kyle Allen
2: looked great. They look great. No, no. I would go take that. I would take it a little bit further. Kyle Allen might be the the best back quarterback you could play here this week. Yeah,
0: yeah, this week. Tell me like reason him. why not. I like him a lot. I also I also do like, and I'll get to it in just a second. But I also do like Daniel Jones playing against Washington because you saw what Trubisky did against <laughs> Washington last week, right? Okay, so if Trubisky, who's a fucking garbage quarterback, can do that. I like Daniel Jones. In fact, that's a good lead-in to our next segment. And that is, I didn't win it, but I'm the highest scorer here. Daily Deep Throat. All I'm going to do this week is give you my guy-for-guy lineup. I'm going to tell you exactly who I'm playing. I'm not going to give you a bunch of names. I'm just going to tell you who I'm picking. So, Wiz, if you were sober enough to remember next week, or tomorrow, you can put this lineup in and you won't lose this week.
2: I didn't know I got my ass last week.
0: You, last, last few you've done pretty poorly. My quarterback this week is Daniel Jones. In FanDuel, cost 7,300 bucks. Washington is a very bad defense. Trubisky can do it. Jones can do it. What I really liked about Daniel Jones is like, this motherfucker tucked it and ran. He is not afraid
2: to play <laughs> football. You are in
0: that. Where Eli Manning looked like he was afraid to play football, Daniel Jones is just going out there and getting it done. Dude, he's young. He's a little bit hit. And the nice thing is when Barkley went out last... Can you imagine what Eli would have been after Barkley went out last week? Daniel Jones stepped up. He didn't need Saquon Barkley in the fucking game to play well, win the game. Okay? I like him. I'm putting him in there. My running backs this week, I like two fucking stud running backs if I can. Eckler's got the Dolphins. It's his last week as the number one guy on the team. Watch him go out and make his fucking case for getting work even after Gordon's back. He's going to go off. Christian McCaffrey is a fucking stud playing against Houston's defense. Middle of the road pack. I'm taking Eckler and McCaffrey. 8100 bucks for Eckler. 9000 for McCaffrey. I'm spending up there because I think those guys are going to play well. At the receiver position this week. I already said Terry McLaurin is going to have a big game playing against a really bad Giants defense. Only $6,300. Give him to me. I've got Cooper Cup in here. He had his coming out week last week post his ACL. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay is okay, but they're not that good. Cooper Cup, when you watch him play, it looks like he can probably get open against anybody. And he's going to keep doing that from the slot. He's going to keep doing that in the red zone. I'm going to probably put Cooper Cup in most of my lineups. $7,000, not a lot of money for a guy that could potentially be top three at the position this week. My last wide receiver this week is Christian Kirk. How many times have I said the Cardinals might suck this year? But Kyler They usually do. Kyler Murray's throwing the ball more than any other quarterback in the league. And Christian Kirk, I think he's got the fourth most catches in the league right now at 20 receptions. Kirk's getting a lot of work. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet, uh, but playing against a Seattle back defensive backfield that's not good, not good at all, might be an opportunity that he punches one in. Even if he doesn't, I think his yardage saves him. At the tight end spot, how do you not roll Will Disley out here against the Arizona Cardinals? Fuck Will Disley. They are so bad against tight ends. You saw what TJ Hawkinson did in week one. He may not match his Week 1 numbers with all of the rest of his season combined. It's because he played against Arizona. They are shit against the tight end. $5,400, play Will Disley. My flex position this week is another tight end because I needed to save money. $6,800 gives you Evan Ingram playing against those Washington Redskins. Daniel Jones liked Ingram last week for a whole shitload of yards. Why not one more time? And I told you that my defense streamer of the week is Pittsburgh at $4,200 in Fanduel. They get to play Cincinnati, put them on there. That's your lineup. It spends every goddamn dime you have, and it's going to win you at, at least a 50 Like, I don't ever claim to give you a, a daily lineup that will win you more than a 50-50, but that will win you a 50-50. You don't even know what fifty-fifty 50-50 is, Wiz.
2: Who you got?
0: Uh, did you see that I got a strike last week? Your idea is straight. Did you see this fucking gay, William Gay or whatever his name is, miss a 35-yard field goal? Yeah. Did you see Bruce Arians, your boy Bruce Arians, take a delay of game penalty right before the game-winning field goal because, as he said in the post-game conference, I think my kicker's better at longer field goals. See that? No. All that happened, and he missed a 35-yard field goal to lose the goddamn game for Tampa Bay last week, and I got a strike. Fuck! Fuck! I took my shot. This week, I'm taking the LA Rams against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I picked the Bucs to win last week. They lost. I'm going to pick against them this week. I like the Rams. Bullfrog's picking the Chargers. He says... He texts us, right? In the middle of the week, he says, I think I'm leaning toward the Chargers. The Chargers are like a 35-point favorite against the Miami Dolphins. Of course you're fucking leaning toward the Chargers. Asshole. He took my Cowboys last week. He just why I got my strike?
2: Dipshit. Do you remember who you picked? I picked the winner every week. And that was... Uh, 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 uh. Uh. I mean,
0: it was kind of a ballsy pick. You take the New England Patriots, uh, playing against the Buffalo Bills. I don't mind that pick. Yeah, I mean, the the Patriots look better than anybody else in the league, right now.
2: period. Hey, can I ask you a question? Please. Do you recommend someone else? This I, I found this week to be relatively to tough. The Very Chargers. Hard. The Chargers is
0: the pick. Just like the Cowboys were the pick. Would last you pick. recommend someone else? No. I mean, I think that. I think this might be a game where the Patriots struggle more struggle, than the Struggle, yeah. Get. Yeah, the yeah, Bills are good. And Josh Allen's been playing pretty good. We'll see. I got the Rams. Neither of us get the, if he always texts first, he's gonna pick the <laughs> Miami Dolphins opponent and he's gonna get it. But, uh, anyway, that is what it is. Alright, so look. I'm not, I, I'm, I was the only one here who planned for the show, so I'm not doing a would you rather. Get out. I showed up, motherfucker. You did. Ah. So I'm done. Do you have a, a lesson of the day for the people? Mm-hmm. The lesson of the day is this.
2: The lesson of the day is this.
0: Clearly Dewey's Nuts is more dedicated than everybody else but, but Big Wiz takes a very distant second No 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 The lesson <laughs> is this is it The wetter you can make him better The wetter the better
2: The wetter the better
0: The wetter the better Alright fuckos uh, Fuck your fuck off And uh, I At least I you know I'll be here But I'll talk to you next week
2: Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Now pull up your pants, subscribe, and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can find more from these limp dick butt pirates at www.yourfootballfantasy.weebly.com.